You are listening to I Doubt It with me, your host, Jesse Dolliman, a podcast dedicated to free-thinking discussion, ideas, skepticism, but most importantly, a good time. Alright, we're gonna get started here. God damn. <laughs> I guess this is just evidence that we definitely have a good time when the mics are not t- turned on. This isn't an act. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brittany is being funny as usual. Yes. Hello, this is I Doubt It. I am your host, Jesse Dollimore. And sitting hilariously across from me is the lovely Brittany Page. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing, other uh, than laughing hysterically? I'm doing great. Um, despite what uh, <laughs> what my day consisted of, I I was on the phone all morning, it seemed, with the Veterans Administration. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And not are they are they placing you on lists trying to get you killed too? <laughs> no, or? no. Um, I actually I have always had very good experiences with the with the VA. Um, but I called to get something resolved today and get some information. And um, it's always a long hold. It was a thirty. Well, they tell you, you know, they try to discourage you from staying on hold. Hey, just fucking call back later. But every time you call, it's a long a long hold. So I call. They go through the discouraging news that we're we're always experiencing extraordinarily high call volume. Your hold time is, you know, approximately 45 days, 33 minutes in this case. So I wait on hold for what seemed like almost exactly 33 minutes, and the guy answers the phone. Super friendly, very helpful, and I tell him my problem i guess or whatever the the query i had and he says uh yeah hey i know you waited on hold for a long time that's never good um you this isn't i can't help you i don't oh. have that information that you have to call the main blah 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 the yeah. number so bummed but eh, fuck whatever so at least he was nice about it he was super cool they're always really nice they always start their call with thank you for your service and they're, they're just cool i mean i i think obviously that's a scripted thing but i've never had a person who is like a dmv piece of shit it's always someone who really genuinely seems to care yeah. and they're probably veterans too yeah the va does a good job of also hiring veterans it's not terrorists uh yeah that's exactly right yeah so so i call the other number and got through after another 30-minute hold. Actually, the other number, they have a system where they'll call you back. So I just dicked around and, you know, monkeyed around for a half hour until I got my stuff resolved. But bad news is that I'm going to have an MRI. Again, uh, I hurt myself in the Marine Corps really bad. Ding, 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 ding. Marines. <laughs> Jesse was in the Marines, everybody. Well... I'm talking about the VA, so I, what business would I have with the Veterans Administration? Yeah. It's kind of almost, it's implied. Yeah. Hopefully the audience is smart enough to infer. Mm-hmm. Hopefully also the audience is, is smart enough to know the difference between the words implied and inferred. Yes. If they didn't 
infer the implication. Yes. <laughs> then we spelled it out for them specifically with all the information we just gave. That's right. Context clues, everybody. Yes. So I hurt myself really bad, dislocated my hip and my knee in a training accident, and I... Almost lost your leg. Yeah, they almost amputated my leg. Anyway, so... He just brushes over that. <laughs> That's kind of serious, but yeah, never mind. Yada, yada, yada. So I walk like like a pimp walk. I got a little bit of a limp, a little gimpy. Mm, Not too bad, yeah, but... Very little. People think I just have a goofy strut about me, but it's actually a gimp, so... um. I'm going to have another MRI, and I, I don't like MRIs because I... What? I am a... Well, Everybody loves no, MRIs. I hate them especially uh, bad, m a lot, more than normal people, because mm -hmm. I'm bigger than normal people. Yeah. Your average size dude is five foot nine and, you know, 100, and let's even say 170 pounds. Yeah. That's a tiny, tiny man. Well, it's shorter than me. Yeah, well... Uh, you're freakishly tall, though. You're five foot ten. That's you're a tall, tall woman, yeah. a beautifully elegant, delicate you flower. You don't need to try to make me feel better. <laughs> I'm an Amazonian woman. We get it. So anyway, a guy who's average size, five foot nine, let's say 170 pounds, I've got a hundred pounds on that dude. Yeah. <laughs> so they always ask me, "Are you claustrophobic?" and my, my my answer is always no because I don't I'm not I don't mind being under the covers or you know. Is that how someone? <laughs> well, would, I don't know. Would no, I just remember my little brother was terrified of being in the covers. Oh really? And um, my his dad, my stepdad, was a dirty, rotten prick who used to act like he was smothering my little brother in the covers and it would fuck he'd lose his fucking mind oh, that's we had sad. this mummy sleeping bag and he used to zip him up inside of it just to torture him yeah that's scary so yeah he would like ah, i mean practically passing out from the stress yeah so anyway I, but that never bothered me i'm not claustrophobic is he still claustrophobic i have no fucking idea so the problem with me i don't consider myself claustrophobic however when when they when you get there they have the information that you said you're not claustrophobic and she asks me again and I'm assuming this is going to happen again. But I go, and she tries to stuff me in. And if anybody's been in an MRI, they know how small the tube is. Mm -hmm. So they try to stuff me in that little slot. <laughs> and it's beyond a pig in a blanket, like a little hot dog wrapped in the bread. It's, yeah. I'm brushing up against the wall. Yeah. The walls of the MRI are... are They're not just like, oh, it's close. It's, yeah. The walls of the MRI are literally brushing on my nose as she's trying to shove oh me in. Oh, my God. And I'm, no, no, uh-uh. No, this isn't, uh-uh. Stop, stop, stop. This isn't going to work. Yeah. It's a fucking coffin. Yeah. I mean, that, any, I, you don't have to be claustrophobic to have that fucking freak you out. Yeah. Well, it's brushing on your face as well as your arms, well, right? That you're going in the tube. That's right, but I don't let it get that far because I'm going in head first. Oh, okay. So it's brushing, it's it's rubbing my nose as I'm going in, and that's yeah, that's freak out time. So it can't even fit your head, is no, what you're saying. That's right. <laughs> so I make her flip me around and put me in feet feet first, so my head is out of the machine, and still it's a tough fit because I'm I'm just a, a fucking bigger human being. So, that's never something I look forward to, but it is something that I have to look forward to because I need another MRI. 
on my gimpy hip. Well, hopefully they make bigger ones for you. Well, the problem is it's the it's the VA, and so although it is you know it's it's people say free healthcare for me, but I had to fucking break myself to get it. So it's I, I paid, <laughs> I paid in spades. Um, the problem is is that they listen. I think if anybody's listened to the show for 30 fucking seconds, they know that I am not a fan of government health care. Or they could guess that. They could infer that. Yes, they could. <laughs> and uh, this is one evidence. This is one instance that gives us crystal clear evidence that it doesn't really work. With all the problems we're having in the VA now. You know, we didn't introduce anything at the top of the show. We didn't talk about... Episode 38, we didn't give the phone number. We didn't beg people to rate and review. Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> we just launched right into it. Yeah, well, we have a lot of shit going on. So yeah, we do. So we just had to do it. So those of you who um, miss that part of the show where we beg you to buy a book or a dry erase board from Amazon on our website, <laughs> um, listen to last episode, <laughs> the beginning of the show, and you'll get all that information. So getting back to my miserable tale of woe. I'm, it, it's, they're not, it's not world-class medical care. Definitely not. It's not. It, I had uh, a root canal done at the, at the Long Beach Naval Hospital, and I think it was a three or four appointment deal. And each appointment was like three hours. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's, and. Th Which, look, what are they even doing to you at that I point? I fucking don't I know. mean, how can they be working on a root canal for six hours plus. Yeah. I mean, that's what are they doing? <laughs> I think it was a chimpanzee. It was a bonobo. <laughs> Brian the bonobo dressed as a human. I think Brian the bonobo would be able to get that done in less than six hours. If I'd known it was going to be that much of a fucking ordeal, I just would have had him yank the goddamn tooth. Yeah, fucking that would have been faster. So anyway, I've got that to look forward to. And fuck, what a goddamn nightmare. Well, thanks for your service. <laughs> You're very welcome for your freedom, Brittany. Thank you. What a hero. I am goddamn hero. And for those of you who They know we're they know we're joking. You're not a hero. Uh, clearly not a hero. Okay. So let's stick with government. There is a little bit of uproar. I don't know how much uproar if if it's uproar is an apt term. I think it's internet commenting uproar. Yeah, yeah. Internet false trolls. Yeah, it's people who are just pissed off who find great pleasure in being pissed off and outraged about dumb shit. So Obama went to uh, Franklin Barbecue in Austin, just got a full fucking remodel. And Obama, I'm sure it wasn't the purpose of his trip, but he showed up, cut the line, as is his, I think, fully justified. I'm not saying he should fucking wait hours and hours for a barbecue sandwich. But he he's in line, and, uh, and, and what happened? He interacted with the cashier that you know was working the counter at franklin barbecue and the cashier was interviewed after his encounter with obama because there's a picture of them fist bumping which mm -hmm. is really funny obama looks super excited and into the fist bump and it's it's just funny to he, fist bump the from president the story he requested the fist bump he said like bump me or something yeah so which i don't know if that's the the proper terminology to request a fist bump yeah so the cashier uh, took his moment and exclaimed, equal rights for gay people. And Obama asked him if he was gay. 
And the cashier responded, only when I have sex. <laughs> and that's when Obama started laughing and said, bump me. And they did a little fist bump. So the outrage comes in with a lot of internet comments and people who think it's extraordinarily offensive to ask someone if they're gay. Yeah, the, mo the most popular comment on this, this article, you know, the comment that's at the top of all the comments, says, wait, honest question. I'm gay and I'm wondering, is it ever appropriate to s ask someone flat out, are you gay? Well, I look at it this way. If, if someone asks me if I'm gay, I wouldn't be offended. If someone asks me, are you heterosexual? I don't think it's offend. I think it's awkward because I can't think of a, an instance where I would ask the question. Yeah. So maybe awkward is a, a more apt term. Yeah. But certainly not offensive. Yeah. Well, I, they use the word, is it ever appropriate to ask someone? It, the, I don't know. Obama was probably just taking an opportunity to uh, like connect with a young person, I guess, yeah. maybe. You know, he exclaimed, get equal rights for all. And he's like, oh, are you gay? And well, also. Using the term, is it appropriate, would mean if it's not appropriate, it's inappropriate. Yeah. So that's, that's inappropriate. <laughs> Whatever, fuck. He has a question. He's the president of the United States of America. He is responsible for civil rights being enacted, and, and, and he's the chief law enforcement officer of our country. It, it matters to him. Yeah. Now, granted, I think he is the worst president since FDR. So it's, you know, I'm not sticking up for the guy, but I don't think he fucking did anything wrong in this case. Yeah. In this picture, it looks like he's holding cash in his hand, and that just seems weird to me. Yeah. <laughs> Does he need to pay for stuff when he goes places? He has to. No, he just gets things for free. Le legally, he has to, because it would be impermissible gifts. Huh. Because you don't want, you know, hey, uh, you want to make those tickets go away, Mr. President? Here's a... Here's a Tipsy Texan, which is a delicious, delicious sandwich that you can get in Austin, Texas at Franklin Barbecue. Yeah. This segment sponsored by Franklin Barbecue. And if you've <laughs> not been to Franklin Barbecue, what are you doing with Yeah, your get life? your fucking life together. So, Obama, fist bump. Yeah, good times. And big fucking deal. Moving on to a subject that when it first the subject was first brought up, I thought it was going to be complete bullshit and just a a fanciful guy getting his 15 minutes of fame. But there is a movement afoot to bring a referendum, I believe, to the, to the California ballot that would split California into six separate states. Yes, six Californias. That's the movement. Yes. <laughs> Supporters of a long-shot measure that would split California into six states plan to submit 1.3 million signatures to election officials on July 15th. Hey, that was yesterday, and they did. Yeah. The effort is spearheaded by venture capitalist Tim Draper, and he needs officials to deem at least 807,615 of those signatures valid in order to qualify for the November 2016 election. If every signature w was valid, um, that would mean one in about every 30 Californians is ready to cleft America's most populous state into sixth, or at least vote on the issue in two years. So I think it's kind of interesting that it's so easily... Well, that's why California... There's only a, a handful of states that allow referendum like California. And California gets all kinds of crazy shit passed through referendum. They just... 
completely circumvent the legislature and the legislative process by, yeah, you know what? You're not going to do this for us politicians? Fuck you. We're going to put it to a vote. <laughs> yeah. So I'll go over what the, the six states yeah, would be. Please do. And then it's also super, super kind of, interesting. Yeah. And then also kind of his explanation for why he's wanting to do it. So the six states, one of them will be named Jefferson. And this is a bunch of places that no one cares about well, up north. There's history behind that because Jefferson was almost a state. That, that almost happened. And then it just fucking snafu happened and it didn't go down. But Northern California was almost its own state. Right under Oregon. Just a square, an, almost like another Oregon right below. A couple of the counties that it would include are Humboldt, Lake, Trinity, Shasta. Yeah, we should just call that marijuana growing, the marijuana growing state. Yeah, so that'll be the, <laughs> the issue that that state cares about. Then state number two is going to be North California, and that includes counties like Napa, Nevada, Sacramento, Sonoma. Yeah, so wine country. Yeah. The third state would be Central California, and that also has things that aren't really well known. Mariposa, San Joaquin, Kern, Fresno. I guess I should have said right. Fresno before Kern. So well, that's an <laughs> agricultural area, though. Yeah. So, that, that, it, go ahead, keep going. And I, then, I don't want to get too deep into what he's doing without... And then state number four would be Silicon Valley, and that includes San Francisco, San Mateo, Santa Clara, Santa Cruz, Monterey. And the fifth state would be West California. This is Santa Barbara, San Luis, San Luis Obispo, Los, LA. Los Angeles, and yeah. Ventura counties and then the sixth state would be our state where we would live south south california yeah south california where um imperial county orange county riverside san bernardino and san diego <laughs> 909 would definitely be included so so and the reason well hang on i, I was gonna say that i i have to in full disclosure and it's a terrible thing that i did i whether when I was deciding whether I was going to be for or against this, I went and I looked at the map to see where we would live. Oh yeah, because I didn't want to be with L.A. Yeah, and L.A. County is the the bottom. That's the bottom of West California, mm -hmm. and South California starts right here, yeah. Orange County down through San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I wasn't, I'm joking. That, that wouldn't determine it for me, but yeah. I was going to have a hard time supporting it if we were in with the, uh, the terrible city of Los Angeles. Yeah, they have a lot of problems. Yikes. So the argument that Tim Draper gives for six Californias is that we, aren't, we are not well represented. He said, the people down south are very concerned with things like immigration law, and the people way up north are frustrated by taxation without representation. And the people in coastal California are frustrated because of water rights, and the people in Silicon Valley are frustrated because the government doesn't keep up with technology. In L.A., their issues revolve around copyright law. Each region has its own interest, and I think California is ungovernable because they can't balance all of these interests. I'm looking at six Californias as a way of giving California a refresh and allowing these states to both cooperate and compete with each other. I think that is a valid, valid reason. In fact, I think that we would be far better served because 
for those of you who don't live in California, one, God bless you, you're in fucking way better shape than you think you are. Yes. But two, there, what he says about all these vastly different interests, it's not like a normal state that you've got three or four things going on that might conflict. California is what, just as varied as the topography is here. That you could be on the beach, and an hour later, you could drive to Big Bear and be skiing in the mountains. Yeah. It's, you know, 80 and sunny, and you drive up there and you're skiing. It's very... The interests of our state... Uh, I just said our state. Yep. Fuck. Shoot me now. You're a Californian. No, I am not. And the interests of this state are very, very diverse. And when he says it's ungovernable... It's that is there is evidence of that because we are fucking wildly in the red in debt. They can't Always. balance a fucking budget there. It's just ridiculous. So if you were to break this up, it would be a far more manageable situation. The problem is when you follow the money, I goddamn, I don't know. It, it would have to be through referendum where the people just got fed up and did it. Yeah, I'd vote for it. Yeah, I don't. How would the logistics work out, though? I mean, do they have to go through the federal government and, like, get some kind of I, special approval to have it happen? I mean, how would it work? We can just decide, yeah, we're going to be six states now, I not one. I don't know. I don't know how it would work. Yeah. But I think it's a great idea. Yeah. And it, it it's not going to hurt the... I don't believe it would hurt the, the federal government at all. I mean, we'd have to change the fucking flag and have 55 states... But, well, whatever. Yeah. At, at least it's a, it's it's like a single row more. I mean, it's not like a whole bunch more star. Or you're like, you add one star and then it's, ah, fuck, you fucked the thing all up. Yeah. Five is <laughs> kind of a good round number. Yeah, you have to do a completely <laughs> new design. We'll save money on the design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just pay some, pay some, one of those guys in, in Silicon Valley who's good with Photoshop. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so, sound off on that. 657-464-7609. You could email like Tim from a couple shows ago, but we would prefer you call in, especially if you live in California. Yes. That would be great. I don't know if this next story took place in California, but goddamn, what? I'm sure everybody, and if you haven't, here you go, but I'm sure everybody's heard of this crazed Comcast um, customer service representative. A guy who is, who is he? Ryan Block. He uh, says that he's a vice president for AOL. He was a customer of Comcast and he was a California customer. And he ended up calling Comcast and attempting to cancel his service. But that didn't go very well. Cancel his internet. Yes. Because he wasn't happy with the speed. And I don't know if you've ever tried to cancel. I used to play this game. I had Dish Network. And every time I would fucking want to get new equipment or a new perk, I would just call and go through the process of threatening to, to, to cancel my service. And they don't just say, okay, yeah, here, we'll turn it off. They route your call to another call center, and they are specialists in retaining your business. And they are authorized to give you freebies and fucking yeah. whatever. So I used to do that all the time. And that's what this guy is. He's one of those specialists, I believe. But he is in power because when I finally did cancel my service with Dish Network, because I don't have it now, um, 
they are also the people who do cancel. They they once they realize they're not going to be able to retain your business, they fucking flip the switch and turn it off. Yeah, and this is unlike anything I've heard though. I I get those moments where they where they start saying, "We'll give you HBO free for 3 months. We'll do this for you. We'll do right, this." Right. But this guy is saying he won't even budge. He it, wants to know the reason yeah, why. It's not even tenacity. To label it tenacity would be not doing this a favor. He's not just a tenacious, oh, what a precocious salesman. Ha ha ha. This kid, this guy's a fucking little prick. It's almost like his life is on the line or something. Like he is Comcast right. and this guy's going to murder him. That's right. <laughs> so we're gonna, here's a little bit of the clip. It's like an eight minute thing. We're not going to play the whole clip, but we just want to give you a flavor of what kind of fucking bullshit this guy went through. Give you that speed. Okay, we'd and like to disconnect. We'd like to disconnect, so, please. Okay, so why is it that you don't want the faster speed? Help me understand why you don't want faster internet. Help me understand why you can't just disconnect us. Because my job is to have, is to have a conversation with you about having about this. I mean, keeping your service, about finding out why it is that you're looking to cancel the service. I don't understand. Is this is this if, if, if for you don't want to like? Talk to me, you can definitely go into the Comcast store and disconnect your service there. Okay. You're just asking for you to kill two birds with one stone. You got to return that cable card to the store anyways. We're actually going to just mail the cable card in, but if you can just please cancel our service, that would be great. That's all. That is all we want. We're actually not able to return a cable card by mail. Then I will send someone like a task rabbit to go return the cable card for us. I don't personally intend to go return the cable card. That's why we're probably not going to be canceling in store. So that's why I need you to cancel by phone. So can you cancel us by phone? The answer is yes, correct? I mean, it, it sounds like you don't want to go over this information with me. I mean, if you're not wanting to go over that information, okay, then that's the easiest way to get your, your account disconnected. Uh, I, I am declining to state why we are leaving Comcast because I don't owe you an explanation. So if you can please well, just go one, proceed to the next question. If you have to fill out your form, that's fine. Please proceed to the next question, and we'll attempt to answer that if possible. So, I mean, being that we are the number one provider of internet and TV service in the entire country. Okay. Why is it that you're not wanting to have the number one rated internet service, number one rated TV service available? I'm declining to state we're switching providers. Can you please go to the next question? Okay. So, so what is it about Astound that's making you want to change to them? I'm declining to state can you please go to the next question okay. so we can cancel our service. This phone call is a really, actually, amazing representative example of why I don't want to stay with Comcast. So, can you please cancel okay. our service? So, so from, from, okay, but I'm trying to help you. Okay, okay. You you can, the way that you can help me right now. The way that you can help me is by disconnecting our service. That's how you but can help me. How is that helping you, though? Because that's what I want. That's what I want. Okay, so why is that what you want? Because that's what I want. Okay, so, I mean, there has to be some sort of reason behind it. That, that's what we're trying to find out. We just want to find out what it is that's causing a customer that's been with us for a long time to leave. Because that's what we want. Okay. I mean, you've been with us since, I don't know, 2005. Nine years, you've been a Comcast customer. Okay. After a decade, okay, Clearly, the service was working great for you. You weren't having any problems. So now all of a sudden you're moving. Okay, you've kept this service in multiple addresses. 
all of a sudden you're moving and something's making you want to change. What is it that's making you want to change that? Because that's what we want to do. Okay, why is that what you want to do? That's none of your business. Your business is to as, disconnect us, please. As, as a company that is, that is a cable and internet provider, primarily, okay, that is our business, to know why our customers are leaving. Okay? If we don't know why our customers are leaving, how are we supposed to make it a better experience for you next time? Okay? When a sound turns out to have... That's, that's a that's a fantastic that's a fantastic question and something that you can hire a firm to go figure out. For right now, I'm just a customer calling in, attempting to disconnect service. So that's about almost four minutes. I, it's more than I wanted to play, but it's just so fucking good that. Uh, well, and it goes on for eight minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not even half. And it, this was the last portion of the phone call that he recorded. He just yeah. recorded it. It's not the whole call. It's just the very tail end of the call. Yeah. So, one, kudos to this guy for being so fucking patient. So fucking patient with this with this douchebag on the phone. Well, because I would have been asking for management. Immediately. <laughs> almost immediately. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't have even messed around with this guy. There's... What is the deal with him? Well, what's, it was like personal for him. Yeah, well, he's there's clearly some kind of a sales quota that it's going to count against his statistical performance if he allows this to cancel. But it, listen, if the guy wants to cancel and all you're doing is pissing him off, it's yeah. it's just a he's not thinking. He's well, and you should get dumb. the idea within the first couple minutes that this guy wants to cancel. There's nothing you can do to save it. He doesn't even want to tell you why. So he's pretty much done. Yeah, there's no objection that you're going to be able to overcome as a salesman yeah. with this fucking guy. Goddamn. The other thing is, what the hell is a task rabbit? Y you know? <laughs> well, I'm just going to have, you know, like a task rabbit do that. Is that, I mean, is that like a line holder or a or a seat warmer at the Oscars? I mean, is that somebody you can just send out to do menial tasks? Because I want to get a task rabbit now. Yeah, apparently. Well, he says he's a vice president for AOL, so maybe he has money. I'm sure he's he's doing okay. And so he has task rabbits. That's fucking. That's great. Like, he does. Is he? Did he plan to like duct tape the cable box to the to the back of a bunny and have him <laughs> fucking go do that? Or he should have offered to hire this sales rep to be his <laughs> task rabbit. <laughs> Well, he might he might be looking for a job after this call got released because I'm sure Comcast is fucking livid and embarrassed as shit over this. Yeah, they are apologizing for this, saying that they are embarrassed by oh, yeah. the behavior of the customer Absolutely. service representative. I bet. And so I'm sure he's been fired. Uh, I can't I, imagine that he would keep his job. It's California. No one gets fired for anything. It's probably he got reprimanded and um, but goddamn. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he he may have been fired. I mean, he maybe has a God. I, I I just can't understand what was going through this knucklehead's brain that wasn't clicking to let him fucking actually cancel this dude's service. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, and usually you don't hear about these stories where it's the customer service rep that's being crazy and irrational on the phone. It's usually the customer yeah. that's being crazy <laughs> and irrational. I think this is the first story I've ever heard where a customer service rep has gotten angry and irritable on the phone. Well, this I'm sure com companies across the country are now scrambling to get their their call center people in training to let them know, hey, this is going to become a trend. People are going to start recording you and that shit could go fucking viral. So... 
cool your jets. Yeah, you need to be careful about what you're saying. Yeah. Well, th- th- normally they're careful anyway because there's in every call center I've ever been had any knowledge of. I've never worked in one or anything, but I've known people. They they are randomly recorded, so they they're they... careful because for quality purposes they do record the calls and monitor them for training and shit. Yeah, and I've known people that work at them too, and usually it's it's random recordings, and then you get assessed with your manager. You oh, have right. to listen to like certain calls, yeah, with your manager like every month or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and that would be horrifying for me. Goddamn! <laughs> just he, the kid. I keep saying kid, but the the dude on the phone, the the Comcast guy, just a fucking knucklehead. Yeah, definitely. So. Not able to read context clues. <laughs> no. Well, also he's in sales. Get your shit together, man. Yeah. Fuck. Anyway, let, let's move on. Let's you know what? Let's talk about that super interesting study about people who are very close friends they are finding that they are genetically very, very similar to one another, one another. So it's not just their personalities mesh and they, you know, they're, they're good. They're friends that they, that we are attracted relative to friendship to people who are genetically similar to us. Yeah. It kind of takes the whole thing about you choose friends that look like you a step further you know, not necessarily look exactly like you, but you you tend to choose people that are in your same race and look the same, kind of come from the same background. I and, could see that. And this just takes it a I step. don't know if that's a choosing thing, though. Or, you know, if you're poor, you probably are going to have poor friends. You know, there's not a lot yeah. of... You're not hanging out with the upper crust if you're on welfare. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, and so this is kind of kind of the same thing. The uh, author, co-author of the study was interviewed and they said the striking thing here is that friends are actually significantly more similar to one another than he was expecting. In fact, the level of similarity is like what we would see in fourth cousins. Wow. In other words, friends are so similar to one another, it's as if they shared a great, great, great grandparent in common. Hmm. Wow. And they found that those genes affect how we smell things and the way we smell things are particularly similar. So we tend to smell things the same way that our friends do. Huh. And this suggests that as humans evolved, the ability to tolerate and be drawn to certain smells may have influenced where people hung out. And they talked about a modern day example of if you love the smell of coffee, you're drawn to where other people have been drawn to that also love the smell of coffee. And so that will be an opportunity for you to make friends and you're all there together because you love coffee and you make friends with people who love coffee. Is is this losing you? No, no. It's it's just I'm thinking of, you know, people who hang around. Or dudes who they, they end up working in a, in a in a septic, you know, a, a wastewater facility, and then all their friends they work in shit water too, you know. Yeah, I mean that's probably different because they aren't going somewhere where they like the smell. That's I, just their job that I, they have. I don't know. I think you're being very presumptuous. Have you ever met someone who works in a shit water facility? No, but I bet they love it. They are all exactly like that guy on Parks and Recreation, <laughs> the one creepy guy. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. So 
they continued, the co-author of the study continued, one of the reasons why we think we find that friends tend to have similar immune systems, too. Oh, wow. Um, it relates to a similar finding among spouses. Spouses tend to have different immune systems. Oh, you mean like so one, if one is sick, the other one's healthy to take care? That's exactly what it is. Oh, so wow. one of the reasons they think that's true is because it gives extra protection. If our spouse has an immune system that fights off a disease that we're susceptible to, they'll never get it, and then we'll never get it. So it's an extra layer of protection. That, that is fascinating, awesome shit. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, the the point of this study, and it's really interesting because you're, you know, you select people who look like you. Now it's you're selecting people that are genetically similar to you to be friends with. Mm -hmm. And it it's almost as if there is something really to your friends or your family. Well, it's interesting, but it's also leading to that maybe you, the, the whole taking the whole free will thing out of it, that you didn't really choose it of free will, that you were genetically predisposed to be friends with that person. That's a weird, that's a weird thought, you know? Yeah, it's definitely strange. I wonder, uh, it's, it's super, I wonder where they're going to take this research and what, what, what other kind of things they're going to find out. Cause that's fucking, that's groundbreaking, bizarre shit. Yeah, it's definitely strange. But if you think about, think about your friends, I mean, you obviously haven't had a genetic assessment and neither have your friends, but you can tell maybe if they they have parents that have died of similar things or family members that have died of similar things or have things run in their families that you do. There must be a gene for really, really loud, obnoxious assholes because <laughs> all of my friends, with the exception of one or two, are loud maniacs. That's probably it. And you know who you are, friends who are listening. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's super interesting. Before we go on, I just wanted to add one little tidbit. Okay. From an article, it says, this is a data-driven study that covers hundreds of friendship pairs and stranger pairs, plus hundreds of thousands of genetic markers. There's no single friendship gene driving people together, and there's no way to say that a person befriended someone else because of any one genetic trait. They always have to just kind of give well, that good. statement. Giving, giving more information is never a bad thing because it, 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 that is what separates us from Time Magazine and smelling farts curing diseases. <laughs> we want to be very liberal with the with the information so people can uh, can make their choices and under or not make their choices but understand the data better. Well, and if we're going to do that, let's talk about the limitations that were mentioned in yeah, the study. Okay. How about that? Yeah, yeah. The scientists used data from a multi-decade medical research study of 1,932 people in Framingham, Massachusetts, who have been participating in a heart disease research project that dates to 1948. Almost everyone in the study is white, and many are of Italian ancestry. The fact that most people were white in the study could be a negative thing, but... Uh, here they say it was That's racist. That is fucking racist right there. Here they say it could be useful for this kind of research because because it gave scientists the chance to look for similarities among friends that go beyond something as obvious as ethnicity. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. Yeah, fucking super interesting. So moving on to not a study, but a poll. I guess the question was, do or the subject matter was, do people believe their religious views align 
with Jesus or align with Jesus teachings or Jesus philosophies. Yeah. So, you know, what would Jesus do? And right, right. Uh, they were asked two questions for various um, topics within the political sphere. Do you personally support or oppose the following items? And do you think Jesus would support or oppose the following items? Mm, yeah, yeah. So they were asked for their own personal view and then what they think Jesus would do. I, I, this is fucking fascinating because I bet a lot of right-wing weirdos who are opposed, completely opposed to immigration, completely opposed to welfare, those type of people who are, you know, hardcore capitalists, and I would be a hardcore capitalist, but I'm not necessarily completely opposed to those other two things. Um, I bet you they believe Jesus would be in their camp when he clearly was a fucking... He was shaking the shaking the cart. He was rocking the boat politically, legally in his time. He was a socialist is what he was. Yeah. So the topics were abortion, gay marriage, death penalty, high taxes on wealthy, stricter gun laws, reducing carbon emissions, and universal health care. I am super interested to see what they thought. So on legal abortion, this was on a thousand people. And so for abortion... 48% of Americans said that they personally support it, while only 20% said Jesus would personally support legal abortion. So that's kind of interesting that they are answering a question about what Jesus would feel about abortion. Right. Um, because did he talk about abortion? I don't think abortion was a thing back then. Yeah, that's kind of my Women point. Women didn't really have a, any fucking choices. Yeah. <laughs> So only 20% said they think Jesus would support abortion. Um, for gay marriage, 48% said they personally support gay marriage, while only 32% said Jesus would support gay marriage. Mm -hmm. And this kind of goes back to things that we've talked about where Jesus never actually spoke about homosexuality That's in the right. Bible. That's right. Never personally spoke about it. That's right. So 32% though. It was his lackey, Paul. Who talked about it. Yeah, so only 32% yeah. say Jesus would support it. Hmm. For the death penalty, there's a wider disparity here. 58% of Americans said they personally support it, and 34% said Jesus would support it. How many? 34%. God damn, come on. Would support the death penalty. <laughs> I don't know what Bible they're reading. For high taxes on wealthy... 56% said they personally support it. So this is probably a pretty liberal yeah. data set. And 45% said that Jesus would support taxes on 45% wealthy. 45% thinks Jesus. Which is still a little low, I would assume. Um, yeah, I don't know. C keep going, because after we're done... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my decisions on. <laughs> okay, stricter gun laws. 51% of Americans said that they personally support it, while only 46% said Jesus would support it. Hmm. For reducing carbon emissions, 64% said they personally support that. Why would anybody not support that? Yeah. Anyway. And 52% said Jesus would support it, reducing carbon emissions. Okay. This is the final one. Universal health care. Hmm. 56% said they personally support it, and 
55% said Jesus would support it. Universal health care. Huh. Okay. So abortion, Jesus would absolutely oppose it. Gay marriage, I believe Jesus would oppose it. Death penalty, Jesus would oppose it. Taxing the rich, Jesus would be all over that. He would fucking be downtown for taxing the fucking rich for sure. Gun control, um, he would be in favor of that. Global warming, um, the, the, the reducing, carbon, reducing emissions. carbon emissions, I believe he would be in favor of that. And then universal health care, I think he'd be, he was a liberal. Jesus was a liberal. Yeah. He absolutely would have been for these things. Yeah. He, he and the high taxes on wealthy, what's the scripture on wealth? Well, it's the, the love of money is the root of all evil. Is that what you're talking about? No, it's better to be a... Oh, it's easier for a, an, a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the gates of heaven. That's the one. Well, th what that means is they didn't have needles with eyes in them. That th The eye of a needle was the space between the ground and a gate of a city that was a camel could get down and kind of shift th shimmy through and get through it, but it was tough. That's that's what that means. The, the, the eye of a the eye of a needle is not necessarily what we look at it as today in a modern society. So, but he was definitely, definitely a, even in Judaism, it's a very socialist. Like a kibbutz is a like a so commune kind of a a community. He grew up. There are even in the in in the Torah there are laws about. If people want to come into your fields and take crops, if they're picking the crops and eating them, you you can't stop them from doing that. There's all kinds of very socialist, you know, community looking out for each other kind of laws in Judaism. So Jesus was a Jew and he would have been all over that. Yeah. So fucking weirdo. Well, like, first of all, who the fuck thinks Jesus would be in favor of abortion? Yeah. But, God damn, are you fucking kidding me? And the death penalty, what percentage was it that thought that Jesus would be pro-death penalty? 34. God damn, that's 34%. They need to get their fucking heads examined. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting when you see people that are very conservative and, you know, love Jesus mm -hmm. because they really wouldn't agree on a lot of things yeah. politically right well i think you look jesus is probably rolling over in his grave <laughs> because of these assholes using his name to back up these bullshit policies and 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 philosophies theories if you will yeah and i know i what i just said i meant what i just said <laughs> So let's move on to the other poll. I think this is Pew Research that did this. And it's kind of along the same lines because we're sticking with religion and polling. But how Americans view different religious groups and how those same groups view themselves. And the disparity, I would assume, the disparity between the two. Yeah, it was really interesting. So this is based on 3,217 people pretty evenly split between men and women. It's Pew Research, so, you know, they always do a good job. And it was how Americans feel about religious groups. So 
the overall result was that Jews, Catholics, and evangelical Christians are viewed warmly by the American public. How they did this is they asked each group on a feeling thermometer ranging from 0 to 100, where 0 reflects the coldest, most negative rating, and 100 is the warmest, most positive rating, all three groups receive an average rating of 60 or higher, 63 for Jews, 62 for Catholics, and 61 for Evangelical Christians. 44% of the public rates all three groups in the warmest part of the scale, 67 or higher. Can you guess what is the coldest group, religious group? Well, probably Islam, but... I think that they're probably, and I haven't actually looked at this. This is something that's fresh. You have, I haven't looked at it at all. It's probably atheist, even though we're not a religious group. Yes. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. Muslims were... And I base that on a tweet you sent out today. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, Muslims were 40, and atheists were 41. So yeah. they were in the cold range... And that's just overall. But they also broke the data into what each group ranked each other. Oh, yeah. And so it was interesting because obviously each group is going to view themselves more favorably. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. But let's say like atheists, they rated themselves the most warm at 82. And then agnostics at 66. So they're kind of... Hey, agnostics, why don't you get on board with us? Yeah, that's, I think that's dickish. Yeah. And then Jews at 55, nothing in particular at 53, um, 41 white mainline Protestants, 38 Catholics. This is how atheists view all these view groups. View those groups, yeah. right. 30 black Protestant and 25 white evangelical Protestant. So a the last is white evangelical. 80, I mean, uh, Atheists view black Protestants second lowest. Yes. Huh. Which I don't... It's weird, right? Yeah. It's kind of strange. Because atheists typically are dirty, dirty, bleeding liberals. heart liberals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not not here. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't... But for the most part, yeah. I don't... And what is the... What is the difference between white mainline Protestants and black Protestants? Do you know? Oh, th 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 yes. I mean, if just going to their church services, vastly different. Plus, they're listening to T.D. Jakes, a guy like that, or listening to a guy like Jimmy Swaggart. They have different philosophies. Well, they have different outlooks on the world because they've experienced the world through completely different lenses. So. Yeah. Um, what other rating do you want to hear? Because I'm not going to go through all of how everyone feels. Do you want to do the white evangelical Christians, how they viewed everybody? Yes, absolutely. Because okay. that would, I would believe that's the antithesis of an atheist is a white evangelical Christian. It is almost <laughs> the exact opposite way of how atheists viewed the groups. It does not surprise me. Yeah. So they view themselves the best at 82. Then black Protestants at 73. Uh, 62 white mainline Protestants, 57 Catholics, 45 nothing in particular, 37 agnostics, 34 Jews, and 28 atheists. The 34 Jews surprises me. After agnostics. Well, it surprises me because evangelicals typically have a very warm sense and tie 
to Judaism because they believe that Israel needs to be protected and all that. But that clearly shows that there's a divide between political support of Israel and their their feeling of camaraderie with the Jews. Yeah. That's that that surprises me. Yeah. It's definitely But that's kind very of odd. close to people who aren't sure if they even believe God exists. There that's a very close What were the numbers? I mean 34 for Jews and and what was the other the the percentage for agnostics? Or not the percentage but the number 37 on the on the feelings thermometer. 37. So they, they feel worse about Jews than agnostics. Yes, by three points. Was that the lowest? Jews? No, atheists was 28. Oh, atheists was 28. Yeah, because it went opposite. Not, not much different. Not much different between atheists and Jews. Yeah, it's definitely weird. God damn. Well, you know, the Jews, they killed Jesus. <laughs> yes, but overall, everyone hates Muslims and atheists, and they do mention that the fact that Catholics and evangelical Christians are large groups and view their fellow adherents warmly helps explain why the two groups are among the most favorably viewed in- groups in the population. Yeah, um, there's more of them, obviously, than atheists and Muslims. Data. Yeah, yeah, that's fascinating. We're for sure putting that up on the Facebook page. So if you haven't gone to like the Facebook page. Get it done, son, because our, the, speaking of polling data and representative samples, the number of people who like our Facebook page is far, far less than the people who the number of people who actually listen to the show. I know this to be fact because I look at the numbers. So get off. I'm talking to you, person listening who doesn't like the Facebook page. Go like the Facebook page. Help us out and interact with us. We want this to be a discussion. This isn't me sitting behind a microphone blathering on. I mean, obviously, that is what it is, but we want this to be a discussion. We want to make this world a better place based on the things that we talk about. Yeah. Tell us how you feel about different religious groups. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us how you feel about the Jews and white evangelicals. Yes. They also broke this down in Democrats and Republicans. How Democrats and Republicans felt about all the religious groups. I got to hear that. Okay, so among Democrats and leaning Democrats, the most warmly viewed religion, do you want to guess? No, I don't know. Jews. Oh, yeah. Okay. 62. And then the more negative, the most negative religion viewed by Democrats and those who lean left is Mormons. Forty-four. Yeah. That's shocking to me. Well, Mormons are—they're a very politically active group. I, I really—that's true. I, I forgot that. Well, I thought it would be because of Prop Eight and all the money yeah. they poured into that. But I would have thought it was white evangelicals because that's kind of the the push behind the Tea Party. I would have thought they would be the the least. Liked. There are three underneath evangelical Christians. Goddamn. Mormons, atheists, Muslims. See, and that's list Democrats. What the fuck? Why are you shitting on atheists? It's we're not devil we're not the devil worshipers. We're honest, good people who just happen to use our brains to reason and use rationality to make decisions. God damn. It's also funny that they view Muslims so negatively because the Democrats are supposed to be the Islamophobia people yeah, and we yeah, need to yeah. protect the Muslims yeah. and and apparently not yeah. according to this data. Well, it just it's true. It's what their true feelings are. They can they can run their mouths all they want. But when it comes down to it, they just 
they don't really buy it yeah. personally. Oh, well, yeah, let's do that as a concept, but not for me. Fuck, fuck those people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so conservatives. Yeah, Republican and leaning Republican. The most positively viewed religion is evangelical Christian. Of course. 71. Ding, 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 ding. And the most negative, it's very close. Atheist. No Muslim. Atheist is not under Muslim? No, Muslim is the most negative, And wow. then atheist is the second most negative. Wow. What's the difference? One point. Oh, okay. Well, what's the number? What's the number? 33 and 34. 33 for Muslims. Well, fuck you, Muslims. And this is a good... I'm going to post the visuals up because they do it on a actual thermometer-looking thing. Oh, yeah. So you can see, get the visual of the feeling thermometer. I don't know where yeah, yeah. they came up with this idea yeah. to do the data based on a feeling thermometer, but <laughs> maybe it made them feel more safe to give an honest answer. That is super, super interesting. Goddamn, I'm very thankful for Pew Research. They do an amazing job. So... Go to pew.org, I believe it is, P-E-W.org. Pewforum.org. Pewforum.org. Or just go to our Facebook page and click on the link. Well, I was going to say, they probably have a donate or oh, some yeah. kind of a, a way to help fund them because they're doing the Lord's work over there. <laughs> they're doing a good fucking job. So thank you, Pew Research. We appreciate you very much. That's, that's good shit. Okay, so we're going to wrap it up with this. We're going to wrap it up now, but... Before we go, I wanted to talk about scary, scary shit. Sandra Bullock, and you know, if you listen to the show, you know we're not a celebrity. We're not S and the D of the celebrities, and we don't do TMZ type of news. But this is fucking scary. Sandra Bullock, in her house, come, has just showered and is getting ready for bed or whatever, and hears a noise, goes out into her hallway right outside her bedroom, and is face-to-face with a fucking her scary ass stalker who has broken into her house. Yeah, she heard a noise and so she got out of bed and went to her bedroom door and this man was dressed in all black and she slammed the door, locked it, style uh, started calling 911 and he exclaimed, "Sandy, I'm sorry, please don't press charges." His name is Joshua Corbett. He's 39, and he faces multiple felony charges. And Well, the scary thing is, is the shit that they found in his car and on his per Like, he had machine guns. He, and had, like he had a machine gun on him and then many weapons in his possession. I don't know if they were in his car. I don't know if they were at home. Didn't he also have, like, what you would expect a fucking crazed stalker serial killer to have, like... Face cut out of magazines, pasted in like a in a in a journal or something. Yeah, he was carrying a notebook featuring photographs of her and a number of handwritten notes. One of them read, "I will forever be thinking of you and Louis, which is her adopted son, my son, as you are my wife by law, the law of God, and you belong to me and me to you." So he's claiming that Louis is his son. Yes, and that Sandra Bullock is God his damn. wife, and he There's... called her Sandy in his. In her house. Yeah. That, that is goddamn scary as fuck. She's I, lucky to be alive, I think. He's lucky to be alive. That guy needs to be... I mean, he needs to be treated for his psychological deficiencies, his psychiatric issues. But holy shit. It Stalkers looks like it's time to call fucking ADT and get them down there and get your fucking security situation figured out, Sandy. Yeah, and he has pled not guilty. Of course. 
So that's weird. Well, this guy doesn't deserve, need prison. He needs to be, you know, we need to bring back the insane asylum. <laughs> we really do. Something needs to be done. Have some dancing. Good old Shutter Island needs to be fucking brought back. Yeah, I do feel bad for stalkers. I mean, they are just, you know, something's going on in their head. But that's violent craziness. Like, why would he, even if, if it's love that's driving him. Well, it's not. I know it's not, but why does he need a fucking machine gun? Yeah. God damn. I know. That's what's scary. And then he, I wonder what he was planning to do, I'm like gonna, if she had fallen asleep. I'm going to machine gun the shit out of you until you love me. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. But yeah, you're. I mean, you're right. She was one. If he wasn't such a clumsy bastard and made a bunch of fucking noise, yeah, she wouldn't have known he was there, and she we might not have Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Well, she said I had showered and then I got in bed, so I don't know how long he's been in here. He could have been in here the whole time. I've been home, and I don't know how long he's been in my house. It's insanely scary. Yeah. Fuck. So. Glad that that didn't go the wrong way. That could have gone sideways really quick. Yeah. And glad it didn't. So. Because she's a good egg. She for sure is a good egg. I mean, she's been through. Look, we're not going to get into fucking bullshit celebrity stuff. But. Yeah. Um, we like her. Yeah. We'll just stop it there. I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a fan. Um, we're going to we're going to leave it with that. So a little TMZ action for you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to wrap it up. We really appreciate you listening. Um. Since we missed it at the top of the show, go on iTunes. Um, tell us what you like about the show. Tell us what you don't like about the show. Leave us a review. Rate and review the show. We would greatly appreciate it because we have only a very small amount of reviews. And it would it, it would be a wonderful gift to us that would help get us back into that new and noteworthy. We have found ourselves back into the what's hot section in iTunes. It would definitely help us get back into that new and noteworthy section, which is you helping us recruit new new listeners. So get on it. Yes. Um, I've already bitched at you about the Facebook page, so I won't go there. Go visit dollamore.com. If you're going to buy a book or reusable recycled tote bags to carry groceries in, you can go to Amazon and go to dollamore.com. There's a search bar and buy all that shit there. If you're going to spend your money anyway, go there and do it. And it helps the show just a little bit to keep us in the tubes. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollamore. And this has been I Doubt It. See, and that's, listen, Democrats, what the fuck? <laughs>